Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back once again on IDP Nation. This will be the last friday morning drunk show in a while and uh speaking of friday morning it's already friday morning uh where this gentleman is speaking from we have aj from the aussie guys joining us aj how's it going oi 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 that's right i, I got i got that actually Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. yes <laughs> thanks very much for having me on yeah it's quarter past 11 in the morning friday morning Ooh. Uh, very chilly winter Friday morning here in Melbourne. Everything's upside down because it's winter <laughs> over there, it's summer <laughs> over here, it's you know, it's 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 oh my gosh, craziness. it's so unbearable here. It, it is so, it is so weird to to talk to people overseas. You know, it, it's just there's like you, wow, you, like I talked really? to Dick, well. No, and it's like I talked to Daryl, and I think you know we're pretty far apart, but it's right. still about the same weather. It's still about the same you know conditions. Maybe he gets a thunderstorm a day before I get it, stuff like that. But talking to you, it's an entirely different day, entirely different season. Like it's just craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a cold winter, and I, I prefer it. I prefer it was summer. I prefer the heat. Yeah, I was sweating uh, my my myself off uh, cutting grass today, so that was fun. <laughs> that was part of what I did, Daryl, while I was doing nothing today. I may be doing that today, but I've been waiting for a gap in the rain. So. <laughs> different, different situation. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't rained here in days. <laughs> so complete it rains all the time here yeah. that's because the storms love you i don't know daryl they love to know. mess with your internet they love to mess with you hey you leave my shitty internet out of this okay <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving man i know right worldwide i think has just gotten a battering this this year hasn't it yeah yeah mine mine went out i had a zoom call uh I guess last week, and five minutes before the Zoom call, my router like shuts down. I'm like, what the heck? So like, I don't know. I, I got all my phone, my cellular data covered it. Right. But yeah, I was like, sorry I'm late. Like, my router decided to just restart itself in the middle of uh, in five seconds before I was ready to join the call. But hopefully we have none of those issues today. Um, but Anyways, we are going to talk about some rookie sleepers. I know some of you are done your rookie drafts already. Some of you are in startup season. Uh, well, startup season part three, I think, because you had the people who in March were like, I got nothing to do. Let's draft. <laughs> and then you had the, the normal people, you know, the draft's over. Let's draft. And now you have the, 
There's nothing going on. I need to draft. So we're back to that again. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you have any drafts going on right now, like uh, startups yeah, or anything? I do. I've got a, I've got a startup that's going right now. We're in the, I think maybe the sixth round. Um, obviously, SFB's pretty close. Yes. Yes, we will be on the potathon. SFB, what is this? Yeah, we, we we were shunned this year from SFB, so oh, we, no. we we did not get our invites. We, we kept waiting. I, I did sign up for eleven, so uh, you know we'll, we'll see. I said it's kind of funny that we're on the potathon, but we're not even in the tournament. So I actually had Daryl reach out and ask, like, <laughs> is that okay that we're not in the tournament? But uh, we, we would still encourage people to go donate to Fantasy Cares and uh, yeah. and help out, obviously. Order some shirts and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I did learn that RotoWare is is sending more of their proceeds from the shirts to uh, Fantasy Cares. So nice and uh, cool. I know on the Twitterverse it's been a uh, soft spot for some people. Uh, oh, okay. When it comes to. Uh, you know how much of the proceeds people give to charity and if people are pocketing some of the proceeds i guess uh, but uh we are we we have we're actually pretty full but we um have our idp guys invitational filled up uh nate and i kind of went over the list uh i i don't envy scott fish and ryan mcdowell at all because <laughs> you're looking and you're you said i have this many spots and it's like I don't want to say no, but, you know, there's only so many spots. And, you know, it's our first year, so we don't want to go too crazy with it, you know. Like, you know, we don't want 12, what, what are they up to, 12,000 or something people in Scott Fishbowl? <laughs> 1,200 maybe. Take a thousand. Yeah, um, it, it's, uh, you know, I can't imagine running a tournament that big, but I guess that's our hope is that that gets uh, pretty big like that. But um, trying to trying to raise some money, um, so we worked on that list. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you, you don't just want to put all your buddies in it either. So it's kind of like you know, no, no, no. You're kind of like, hey, do you mind sitting this one out? Like, you know, you're in 15 leagues already. Do you really need one more? Yeah, I think it's great that you're doing this for, um, obviously, uh, for Autism Speaks, is that right? Yes, yes, and I'm also running some Eliminators for, uh, I think we're going to look into a different autism charity because we had some people, um, not fans of Autism Speaks, uh, we'll put it that way. Um, so we asked, you know, and it was uh, some people with autism, uh one of them chimed in and said that they're they're not they're not a fan of autism speak so i asked you know what charity would you like you know what, what charity would you promote and uh she gave me the, the web address to the charity so i think the eliminators i'm going to put money towards those charities and um i split it up share the wealth a little bit so nice uh, <clears throat> help out as many groups um as we can you know it, it's kind of funny how this is all blown up over the past few years because i remember you know it used to be fantasy cares was it and then we've had all these little things sprout off i know there's the down under bowl that goes on there is yeah. Um, yeah, down under bowl. 
Yeah, and there's all sorts of uh, other people trying to incorporate charity into their league in general as well. So, Which is all around really good thing, isn't it? Yes, it helps uh, feed our gambling addictions by having the leagues to participate in, and then uh, <laughs> we donate some money to charity so we can feel better about that, uh, I guess, is the way that goes. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah. But also good to see, you know, IDP flag being waved. Yes. That, that's, that was one of our original thoughts was, you know, yeah. how do we, you know, it's building. It's getting bigger. Yeah. Um, how, how do we celebrate that kind of, because um, I mean, Scott Fishbowl, um, I don't think they're going to add IDP to it anytime soon. So. Um, and I don't think they really should i know he tinkers with the scoring every year and kind of tries to make it different try stuff out um but i i honestly haven't looked at anything uh just because i'm like well i'm not in it so i'm not gonna spend a lot of time um i've got i've got i mean we me and daryl just finished up our uh well i've finished up he's still working on the 734 players getting ranked Oh lord! So that was a beast, and uh, it is a beast. Oh my gosh! So I went through and proofread, and uh, I, I still made some mistakes. Like I had Corey Clement. I wrote, I typed in Corey Clemens, who was a safety for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, years ago. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. There's all kinds of things that I found. Um, just you know, I think may have still had cj anderson on detroit lions stuff just stuff like that that's like you don't even think about and like i i was listening to a podcast today and got panicked because i thought i didn't change aj bouye's team which i'm checking now to see if (laughs) if we did change that because he plays for denver now i've i'd forgotten about that um so oh man you May hear some pops in the background. The neighbors are already shooting fireworks. Oh, really? That's like an epidemic in the United States now. Is everybody shooting fireworks? Oh no, AJ Bouye is in the Broncos. It's averted. So yes, um, in Philadelphia, I saw a video of people basically shooting fireworks at each other on this city street. Somebody's recording a thing, and I'm like, I'm like. We live in a bad, bad world. <laughs> you know what? On uh, on Saturday, that might not be a bad idea for me. You're going to shoot fireworks at people? I just might. You know, load up with the Roman candles, put them in like in gun holsters, light them up. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll be home hanging out. Good, I'll come I, see I you. Think, I think our neighbors, uh, our neighborhood does normally a... Uh, they go across the street, you know. If you haven't, if, if you haven't heard Daryl describe, I live in Amish country, basically, so middle of nowhere. And yeah. uh, so we have a nice big field. Although the church is there now, so I don't know if they're going to still be able to use the field. But sure, um, they can. They went across the street and, and lit off fireworks last year. It's pretty cool. I mean, for a little like you know, our neighborhood's not huge by any means, but it was a pretty decent. You know, I guess they went to the local store and got a bunch of fireworks to shoot but um nice yeah did you buy fireworks i don't buy fireworks no shame on you 
You're not American. Well, neither is AJ, but that's besides the point. That's a whole different round there. <laughs> I don't buy fireworks. There's enough There's enough fireworks shows and stuff around. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't need to buy them myself and light myself on fire. But see, that's the part. That's the fun part. The chance to be just like Jason Pierre-Paul. <laughs> that's exactly why I don't let my kids play with fireworks. So It's like a crapshoot. Maybe you will have ten fingers. Maybe you'll only have three when you're done. Yeah. You will be either surprised or appalled, or maybe both, to learn that fireworks are actually illegal here. What? Yeah. That's it. Off my bucket list. <laughs> Don't they have the big, uh... <laughs> I mean, like, the, I guess the, the country can put the, the shows oh, on, yeah. right? Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I was going to say, normally that's the first scene is out of, uh, what is it, Melbourne, uh, on the, not the 4th of July, but the the uh, New Year's Eve, uh, you know, the first, you know, it's still like two o'clock in the afternoon and we can watch fireworks. From... Right, right. Oh, no, I mean, cities can, you know, councils and cities and things can still put them on. Uh, but you just can't buy them. You can't buy fireworks in the shop. People get hold of them, though. Oh, yeah, people get a hold of them. Like in, in Pennsylvania, you're, there's stores in Pennsylvania, but you are not allowed to buy them in Pennsylvania. Oh, so you have to well, cross the state line <laughs> to buy them and illegally bring them into the state. Right. Well, that makes it even funner. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't need anything. Be a rebel, man. Be a rebel. I don't need to complicate my life with going to like I don't know. If it's not open, I feel like... if I can't just buy it in the state I live in, then I'm just not going to have it. So it's... see, I feel like I have so many things to teach you in life. Not really. I'm not missing oh, yeah. anything. Oh, yeah, you're missing all kinds of goodies. Like I said, on, on Saturday night, I will go outside at around 9 o'clock or so, and my neighbors will light fireworks off, and I'll watch them, and then I'll go in the house. And... I have to work anyway on, on Saturday, so I'm not too worried good about grief. Anyways, we're, we're here to talk about IDP rookie sleepers is what we're mainly here to do. Um, the fireworks oh, yeah. aside and all that stuff. Uh, is there any news and notes besides... Actually, I'll just play the bad news because I don't think any of it's good. Uh, yeah. So let me, let me find that real quick here. I'm not finding it. Uh, oh well. Yeah, there's the fireworks in the background. Oh, yeah, they're letting them rip now. Yeah. Well, see, it's just now starting to get dark here, so... That it is. That it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're, we'll you're just slow, the, man. We'll just play the good news. Good news, everyone. I yeah, I, I'm out. I'm out of practice with these. These because we haven't really played. I, I got to make sure I get this one in every show. No. Oh my god. I got to get that in every show. But besides that. That's the only one I prioritize. There's also one special one for the patron episodes, <laughs> which, uh, AJ, if you want to stick around for the Patreon episode, um, you can hear that drop that we nice. that I play for Daryl. Yeah, lucky me. <laughs> Our Patreon episodes are unfiltered, so Daryl can yell at me all he wants and all that stuff. So We can use whatever language you want. So. 
this one we tend to curb. I, just, the I can use whatever language I want anytime. No. It's up to you whether you edit it or not. Yeah. You know me in editing. Hey. Gotta Team, give the people what they want. No edit. Anyways, so give the people the bad news, I guess, because like I said, uh, nothing, nothing's ever good anymore. Yeah. Well, one little piece of good news. Shaq Barrett said he would sign the franchise tag if uh, him and the Bucks couldn't agree to a long-term deal. So I guess that's a piece of good news. He was lucky to get any money because he was. Yeah, no. Because he was. Thanks um, to riches. Because <laughs> he he was on the the verge of being not in the league. Like Denver yeah. kind of discarded him. The Bucks gave him a one-year prove-it deal. He proved it. Oh yeah. I mean, he came out, and I don't think he's going to get anywhere near no. where he was last year. Here. And then our two bad news is nothing has changed between the Jaguars and Yannick Ngakwe. He still wants out. They don't want to give him a long-term deal. I think the writing's on the wall. Just a matter of time before he's playing somewhere else. And then, as we mentioned just before we got on the air. Chris Jones has mentioned or indicated or threatened a possible holdout, um, which would be a pretty big blow for that defense, I think, if he's not there. Now, my one question is, with the new CBA, I thought that got rid of these holdout things. Like, I thought if they miss one day at camp, they lose their um, service time for that year. Like... Because I know Dalvin Cook is talking about the same thing. Uh, it's a different situation. He's not on the franchise tag. But, you know, they're, they're trying to make it so it's not worth these guys trying to hold the hold everything hostage. Yeah, but I think this kind of goes back to what Lev Bell did. He kind of set a precedent. Okay, I'll just sit out the whole year. And some of these guys that are playing major minutes, you know, yeah. major – game plays that has a lot of tread on the tires, they're saving themselves if they miss the whole season. And of course it worked out for Lev Bell, didn't it? <laughs> right. Yes. Perfectly. Right. <laughs> Although I've read, I read a story today on Roto World that Lev Bell has been working his uh, took us yes, off and getting ready for that. the season. So I don't know what he's been doing otherwise. Um, so I don't know if you this has nothing to do with football on the field, but the, the Washington Redskins are being uh, scrutinized about the Redskin name. Um, once again, it seems like every year, um, and FedEx apparently has requested that Washington changes the team name uh, because they own the stadium naming rights. They just gave them, I think it said, $205 million for the naming rights of the stadium. Uh, so they, they, they might have a little bit of impact, uh, but Daniel Snyder seems to not want to. Some interesting uh, names on Twitter that they've come up with. They said, uh, now, this one would be a slight change, but really not much different. Uh, the Washington Warriors, which I don't see how that i mean i guess that's a little less offensive um i guess it's like seminoles and stuff like that um that one they wouldn't have to change a whole lot um as far I mean, as that change, you? So... yeah that's true i don't think the 
Yeah, I guess it's the name Redskin, but I mean, there's still been some schools like um, that have Native Americans as logos that they have been kind of pressured into changing. Um, Ice Cube, Ice Cube recommends. How about the White Skins? <laughs> That's kind of funny. I know there's the uh, there's a few people in in leagues I'm in that have a logo that looks like the Redskins. Uh, it's, it's the Caucasians uh, as the team that they kind of do, which is kind of funny. Um, some people recommended the Washington Americans, the Washington Redhawks. That way they could keep the hail to the Redskins or hail to the HTTR or whatever. They're they're. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Their hashtag. It seems like every off season we talk about Washington, uh, but maybe it's got a bit more impetus because FedEx feel FedEx will have a bit of clout. But also, I've just seen um, Nike is removing the Redskins merch as well. Yes. Now here is here is the the only acceptable answer is the Washington Sentinels from the movie um, The Replacements. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that <laughs> would be good. I don't know. Why don't you throw it back and just have the Washington Senators? Wasn't that a baseball team? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, then again, I wouldn't want to root for the Senators either. So, <laughs> and that'll be all the politics talk for today. But anyway, <laughs> um, anything else there, Daryl? Besides those uh, things? Nope. That's pretty it for the news and the notes. <laughs> Did you mention the cancellation of preseason games? Oh, no, I did not. So game one and game four have been axed from the schedule. That joins the Hall of Fame game as no longer on the schedule. Um, Each team has one home and one away game for preseason. Yeah. My first inkling is who cares it's preseason. That's kind and of what I'm And I think uh, there could be more. <laughs> this is that, what I'm worried about. That was coming anyway. I'm with sure the, it was coming, but with the extended season that's being talked about or put in place, that was coming. So, oh yeah, getting rid of preseason games, I don't think it's the big deal. It's the fact that it's only July second, and they're already just saying, "Nope, August ain't happening." We're pushing everything to late August now. Well, that's just a month away, you know. Well, August, the very beginning of July, right now. So, and that means August is a month away. And you call yourself a teacher. <laughs> Good grief. You're By the time football comes around, it's normally we... mid-August. But, uh, yeah, so that's it's concerning for me. Now, I know um, Thursday Night Footy happened last night, right? Is, is that still going on? In Australia? Yes. Because okay. I, I woke up... Um, I guess it was a Thursday. Well, I don't know what day it was, but I woke up and there was rugby on, so or, or football, or yeah. footy. Uh, so I, I watched about a half hour of the end of a game, and um, it's, um, yeah, it's it's getting. <laughs> so obviously, we started our season way mm-hmm. back in March. We started, and we had one round, and then it was. Uh, you know, shell postponed. You know, shell for isolation. And now we've been back for a few weeks. 
this. But now the added complication that um, Victoria, the state that I'm in, is seeing a sort of second wave, a sort of uh, another spike. Like we've got cases going back up to the levels we had before. And all the other states in Australia have said um, we're not going to accept flights or, or travel hmm. from Victoria. So now they're having to redo the schedule so that because this this by far the, the majority of teams are based in victoria mm-hmm. for afl for aussie rules um but now they're having to redo the schedule so they don't have to do this cross-border thing because they're trying to kind of um <laughs> you know jump around so it's getting messy it is getting messy so we'll mm. have to see how it how it goes i don't know if this is going to be a preview of what the nfl season will be like yeah, well, I mean, the NBA is proceeding with their Orlando plan. They're all going to go to Orlando. They're going to play in this bubble. They're going to, you know, keep the teams quarantined away from their families, away from other people. They're just basically going to be with their teams and play in empty stadiums. Right. And there's even been debate over whether that's happening or not. I mean, that's supposed to... I mean, the teams have started practicing that it's supposed to start by the end of the month. Baseball... Uh, teams have reported to their facilities around the country. Uh, I don't know. Baseball has been called out on for many different things because, you know, I don't know. Um, interestingly enough, I've been watching uh, KBO, the, the Korean baseball organization, in the mornings. That's how desperate I am for, for any sporting <laughs> event is I've just been waking up to watch whatever's on overseas. And... Um, the way ESPN does it, I don't know if you guys have caught any of this. It's it's really a disrespect to the Korean baseball game. Because they'll have the game on, like, split screen. And the analysts will just sit there and talk about Major League Baseball. And I'm like, you guys just call the game that's happening? Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I wanted to hear talking heads talk about what's going on in baseball, like, have a half-hour show afterwards. Like, right. just watch the game. They had uh, some uh, 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 a woman uh, touring Seoul, South Korea, showing different places in Seoul while the game's going on. I'm like, I just want to watch the baseball game. Like, what's hard about that? Just show me baseball. Like, I don't care if it's not Major League Baseball. I mean, it's a different game. And, you know, they're more... I don't know. There are some teams, but like, there's a couple of major league players or former major league players that played, uh, that are playing in Korea right now. So, I mean, there's some familiar names. Most of them, we don't have any clue who they are. Um, and most of the, you know, really good ones end up in the majors, you know, over here because there's more opportunity for money. But like, they had, um, they were talking about bringing fans in the games, and they basically nixed that. They were like, yeah, we're going to hold off on that. Okay. But each team had, like, some mascots, and they had two girls dancing uh, on the, the dugouts. I don't know why, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's, yeah. There's two random girls. They weren't, like, dressed in, like, a uniform or anything. Like, I guess they were cheerleaders or just there, whatever, but. <laughs> It was interesting. And the one league I know, um, 
I forget which league it is, but they stuck the, the teddy bears in the stadium. <laughs> it might have been the KBO. They, they had teddy bears and they had stuff. And they, um, yeah, so some of these leagues are getting creative. Um, yeah. I know the New York football giants uh, have told their season ticket holders they can start requesting refunds. So I don't think. Oh, okay. I think state to state, it's going to depend on if they're going to allow fans in the stands, but I, I don't see a path to fans going to games anytime soon. So it'll be interesting. We, we all as, as degenerates for fantasy football hope that there's a season, <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, but, but we don't want to impact anybody's health and safety either. But I mean, we just need sports. If they can come up yeah. with a safe way, to do it then I, I want to see it but but yeah for the mental health of the world I know yeah, yes pretty much like I've been watch. I watched game 7 of the 2016 World Series right. today because I'm, I'm like I know what happens but I just I don't know I need to watch something there have been a very a lot of very good documentaries uh, that I've watched like 30 for 30s okay. um I was watching the thirty for thirty about the South, uh, the South African rugby team. All right, nice. uh, that was a really good um, story. Um, I watched a thirty for thirty on um, Doc Gooden and, and uh, Doc oh, Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. That's a great one. I was oh that. man, those two are are a riot. But uh, there's one on the U. There's a two parter on the U. Of the, the University of Miami that's really good oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway well, let's get into what we came here to talk about we came here to talk about sleeper rookies so we're not going to talk about Chase Young because uh, if, uh-huh. if, if he's a sleeper to you then you know you don't know what the definition of sleeper is then I guess because Chase Young um, I will have to look for that name don't know that I've heard that one you know where you have heard about it there, Daryl? You've heard about it in the IDP Guys magazine, which you can get at IDPGuys.com. Nice. Not only can I get it, I already have it. Well, shh. You're supposed to <laughs> encourage people to go out and purchase the product. Oh, I thought you were just talking to me. I'm sorry. That's how salesmanship works there. My bad, my bad. Anyways. Uh, so we'll let our guest go first. He came prepared with a list. I won't try to steal everybody's stuff. So, so who, you know, you're sitting in round, I don't know, five, six, seven. You're sitting on the clock, and you're like, yeah, I'll take a stab at this guy. Well, it's funny because I'll start with a small story. Um, so I'm in a league which is quite a deep league, uh, 53 roster spots and five taxi spots. Yes. And the commission opened up the roster to 70 spots for the draft. Right? Nice. Just so that, you know, because some people had more draft picks, some people had less draft picks. I had quite a number. And so he opened <laughs> it up, right? So um, that was fine. And then after the draft, I said, so when do we have to cut down to 53? And he said, first week of the season 
<laughs> right? At point, I looked at my roster because I had, I had just kind of mapped it out to 53, pretty much, and filled my taxi and done all the sort of right things. I hadn't really sort of gone too much more than what we were meant to have. At that point, I was like, oh boy. And <laughs> my roster oh, yeah. from the waiver wire. <laughs> Like picked up seventeen guys basically, and not everyone did that. And it's just like, well, you know what? I, it kind of goes against the grain a bit because I know I'm going to have to cut a whole lot of guys. Yeah, but if but if with... if they drop into a plum situation in late August, oh, like yeah. somebody gets hurt, somebody holds out. At yeah. this point, if somebody gets COVID, they're going to be gone for like a month. You know, opportunity right. knocks for these some of these guys. Yeah, yeah and look, uh, that's. When we're talking about sleepers, I mean, some of these guys, they're, they're long shots, really. Like, yeah. You might not sort of... Some of these guys might not even make the team. Right. Um, but the first guy I wrote down is probably... Oh, look, he's probably not a sleeper. He'll probably get cross with me. <laughs> but Patrick Queen... No, not Patrick Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Uh, but the first guy I wrote down, I feel might be... Maybe he's not classically a sleeper, but I feel that people might be sleeping on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to use the I'm going to use the end around to get to get across the line. But I wrote <laughs> down Malik Harrison. Oh, good one. Yeah, Which he I, he might not be a sleeper not... too much longer because I've heard his name uh, quite often the past week. Right, being mentioned. Right. I mean, obviously the Ravens picked up Patrick Queen in the first. Um, and Malik Harrison is a third-round draft pick, so maybe he's not really classically a sleeper pick. Yeah, but, but I, I get what you're saying. People are looking at Patrick Queen, and they're not looking at Harrison like they should yeah. be. So, yeah, I get it. I mean, he's a banger. He is. Yeah, he is. Fantastic. And, you know, I mean, I I wasn't as much – I mean, pre-draft, I was higher on Kenneth Murray than I was Patrick Queen, to be honest. But I like Patrick Queen a lot. Patrick Queen's going to be there all three down. But Harrison, oof. And I mean, it's not like they don't need players in there, in the middle of their D there. Um, they lost who? Patrick Onwasaw. Mm-hmm. Um, free agency. Um, and there's just not a whole lot there in the middle of that Ra- Ravens D. Like, they can really do with both of those guys. Yeah, so, I think they both start. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny how Onwasaw... Um, he went to the Jets, and I'm like, see, you went to go be a backup, basically, because you aren't winning a starting job there. I mean, unless he's playing yeah. edge. Because, I mean, they got Mosley. He's coming back healthy. They have Williamson, who is back healthy. Blake Cashman played really well down the stretch. I mean, and Anwasso is basically like the fourth option there. Right. So, I don't know. Unless he really, unless he and C.J. Mosley are like, you know, teammates or something, roommates or something, like on the road. I don't know. But. Yeah, so I, I feel like Harrison's someone you can get pretty cheaply. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he may not make it to like the fifth or sixth round of a rookie draft, probably. He's a good going pretty late i mean he's going uh, let me get back up here to my top of this let's see he is going currently uh he's going at an average of pick 49 yeah, so from what i've collected yeah so 
late fourth, early fifth. So I, I like that value. I'm I'm with you on that. I think he's going to get overlooked because of Queen, and that's going to cause his value to drop or draft stock to drop a little bit. And he's probably going to put up really good numbers, especially having a player like Queen beside of him. So, oh, yep, absolutely. And I mean, if you want Queen, you're you're going what sort of late first, early second? Uh, Queen is going. I've got like forty something drafts recorded here. Queen is going at pick sixteen, so yeah. we're okay. looking at a difference of what uh, thirty three picks between the two. Daryl will take him at number three, though. So yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, I have to because everybody knows my my likes and dislikes, so it forces me to change my game. So, uh, but as a great man once said. If you reach. like the play, no, no, no. If you like the player and you're sold on him. Take him. Take him yeah. where you want him. I agree with that. But I, I, mean, was, I also I'm believe... I'm telling you to take a seventh rounder with the first pick overall, oh, but... Yeah. I also believe you know. the value game. Well, we I'm, I'm willing to play the value game. People believe me, not you, Dan. People get attached to people's names too much. Like... They do. They kind of do. Yeah. Don't get attached to names. Like, you know, yeah. you... That's why, like, people are like, oh, you, you took this player because you're on the Seahawks. I'm like, No. I look at his opportunity. I look at, you know, background. I look at, you know, I asked Daryl who watches Tennessee football, <laughs> you know, like whoa, 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 whoa. Taylor. Why you, why you got to say it like that? I'm why, just why? saying, if I don't have, have an opinion that? on the guy, you watch Tennessee football. And I was asking you, you know, what should I think about Daryl Taylor? You know, I look at his opportunity, you know, stuff like that. Well, you should be taking him very early if you're smart. Well, who do you got there, Daryl? Uh, let's see, I've got Brandon Jones from Texas. He's going to be the safety for the Dolphins. He's going to replace, probably be replacing Rashad Jones since he's had, he's not with them and they just basically went away from him the last two years. Um, kind of a bad team that's rebuilding, going to take some lumps. Why not get the rookie in there and get those lumps with out of the way early? Um, surprisingly, he's been going. Oh God, super low. He's been going pick eighty. Yeah, so I mean, you're getting a potential starting safety in like the what the sixth round, maybe pick eighty. So you're looking at what five sixes or five twelves of sixty. So you're looking at sixth or seventh round, probably a free agent in most leagues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and. Uh, for him, you know, that's potential starter. I think the word potential, you know, they still have Bobby McKean there. They, they still have, they brought in Adrian Colbert from San Francisco, not saying he's, you know, going to win that job by any means. But there is some competition there, and, and I, I would agree. I, I like Brandon Jones after that first tier of safeties for me, the first and second tier, I guess, and then I would probably you know grab Ashton Davis before I grab Jones, but yeah, Jones isn't too far after that. See, the thing about it is, a lot of with rookies, at least in my view, a lot of them will, uh, a lot of people will grab veterans, which you know you you mentioned. I'm like, well, you know they've been in the league a couple of years, they or they've bounced around a couple of teams, and not all coaches think the same. But if I'm a if I'm the Dolphins and I'm in the position they're in and I'm drafting these kids, I'm going to get them on the field quick as I can. I'm going to see what they can do 
and go from there. You don't want Rashad Jones, that's fine. You draft Brandon Jones, he's got I'm going to put him in a position to start day one. Now, can he handle it? We'll find out once training camps and all that stuff kicks in. But by the time the game starts, you should have a good idea of whether this kid can handle it and can you accept some of the rookie bumps and slumps along the way because all rookies are going to have them. But if you can get by with those, I'm going with the youth all day. I'll take a youngster all day. Yeah, I, I'm. it depends on what kind of draft it is. If it's a startup – I don't really target rookies until much later. Uh, I don't really... If I'm trying to compete right away, which I'm normally... You know, I'm, I'm not drafting to lose. So so I'm going to go in there with the mindset that I want to compete. I, I like younger players, but I don't bank on rookies. Like, Jones would be a guy I take, you know... Once my, once my starters and depth are pretty much set... Yeah, but a startup's a little bit different. We're talking just regular rookie drafts here, oh, yeah. which means you're probably an established league. I'm not going to take, uh, I don't know, first name hit my mind, hit my mind was Tedrick Thompson. I'm not going to take a player like that. Well, Tedrick Thompson's on a free agent. Well, whatever. He's you so know good. what I mean. He's not very good at football. That's my point exactly. I'm not going to take somebody that's been in the league, that's bounced around, that's not really done anything. Over, like yeah. I'm going to take that high upside. You know, if Brendan Jones didn't have the potential to be a starter right away, if he was buried on the roster, if you know, if Rashad Jones was still in his prime, still good, and they had other players, then I'm probably not looking at Brandon Jones. But the fact that he can be a starter right away, potentially, and that's what we're looking at, potentially, and that he has the talent to be pretty good, I'm going to take a player like that over, you know, whatever else is out there. Yeah. All righty. I'll go with my guy here. Um, I got a few. I mean, obviously, we, we should have had a few. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, I'm having a few. Don't worry. Oh, I know you're having a few. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go with Jacob Phillips from the Browns. Um, Good one. And I think it's not a clear path to anything guaranteed. Uh, but it, it's Mac Wilson, it's Taki Taki, and then it's who knows beyond that. Um, yeah. You know, they they have a, a few safeties they could play, so maybe they play some nickel, and maybe that third linebacker isn't going to get meaningful snaps. Uh, but you know, he might come off the field rookie season. Um, I, I got an article coming out here in about a week that's going to explain to you that you should not bank on rookie linebackers anyway to produce for you year one it rarely ever happens especially in the first three rounds and jacob phillips a third round pick and uh daryl who's the only third round pick to finish as an lb at least an lb2 do you, do you remember from our conversation two weeks ago oh man <laughs> it's right on the tip of my tongue hang on hang is that is the name of our patreon episode <laughs> Oh, I know this. Now, don't curse when you say his name this time, because this is not the Patreon. Did I curse the last time? No, you were, you were, yes, you were cursing a lot. I don't believe that. 
Oh, I know the name, and I just can't. Th- you're going to have to tell me because it's it's, uh, it's it's Chris Borland was the only third round. Oh yeah, was the only third round rookie to produce at least LB two numbers, and it was he was barely. I think he was LB twenty four that season. So it wasn't even like he was like LB thirteen and on the verge. Yeah, I so, did miss him in the Patreon. I did. Yes, yeah, so third round linebackers year one temper expectations like you know they they can get better because you have fred, oh, yeah. fred warner was a third round pick and he we, we consider him to be pretty good oh yeah um so yeah he's all right back around to aj who who else you got on your list here okay um now i'm just looking here i'm trying to sort of pick <laughs> pinch from me <laughs> off of the about first what about uh let's put in curtis weaver Ooh, love it. For the Finns. Y'all are still on my stuff here. About Boise State. Uh, Now, they traded up in the fifth, which is kind of weird, isn't it? Trades on the third day, but uh, traded up in the fifth to pick Weaver. 164th selection. I think that's a steal for them. Oh, my God. Well, I think with Weaver, I think when they traded up, they couldn't believe he was still in that area because he was... um, he was supposed to go a lot earlier. so I couldn't believe he was still there. I really couldn't. I was like, are you kidding me? I was, in doing the research, for, I just wrote down a few things. According to Pro Football Focus, they'd scored him as one of the 32 best talents in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you said, he definitely slid. Uh, the knocks on him, he's a bit sort of squat. He's 6'2", 265. Uh, he's not super mm-hmm. quick off the first step, although there's some belief that if he sheds some weight, he's going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah, he showed some signs of it. I mean, he's yeah. man, he's a sack machine, though, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my um, goodness. And maybe the maybe the numbers people, uh, you know, a little bit down on his arm length, which is apparently in the below the 10th percentile. Oh, but when you look at the film of him, as you said, <laughs> Daryl, like he is, man, he is... Yeah. He, uh, a machine like he's maybe not the most explosive guy but he's pretty good yeah he's got a high motor i mean he gets after yeah. it he really does i mean now i was looking at um i was looking at miami's depth chart and i mean the depth charts at the moment are kind of all over the place but they've, right. they've got him listed as an outside linebacker which yeah and he can do both. If I don't know how much tape you watch, but he can play standing up or with his hand in the dirt. So, yeah, what I saw of him mostly was him standing up. But yes, um, if if he is ultimately listed as an outside linebacker, unless you're playing true position, that's going to be a real thorn in his value. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when you look at the Miami D line, I mean, there's lots of opportunity. <laughs> they don't. Oh gosh, yeah. They have lots of guys I'm interested in, but they do have a lot of opportunity there. But they've got these Landon Roberts, these... Well, that's linebacker, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, players like that, they have a lot of cast-off, like from the Patriots or these aging veterans. Yeah. And they aren't cast-offs. Brian Flores brought them in from the Patriots. If the Patriots really wanted them, they'd have kept them. That's not, that's not the Patriot way to pay guys, Daryl. I freaking hate you. Would you shut them? It's not the Patriot way to overpay to keep somebody. I know this, but you I'm know just that. Saying. But you just said that that the Patriots, the Patriots didn't want these guys. 
No, they wanted them. They just didn't want to pay them. They That's wanted them at the league minimum, and these guys right. said, Flores is going to hook me up, and I'm going to take the money. Right. And I don't blame them, but they have these older guys is what I'm saying. I think they're filling their starting roster with the thought of, okay, let's get experience on the field and at least try to be competitive, and then we're going to fill in the holes with these youngsters and build at the same time for our future. So while maybe this year and probably and maybe next year they stay with these guys year two and year three, I think you see a lot of these Brandon Jones, Curtis Weavers, I think you're going to see them on the field big time. So where you're getting them in rookie drafts, I mean, you're looking at Curtis Weaver. Uh, you know, AJ loves him, and I, I really loved him because I wrote about him in the magazine. So clearly I liked him. But you're getting him uh, – Where did he? I mean, he's super low here in these – uh, where did I have him? I'm trying to find the name. Hang on. It's, uh, he's going at a pick of an average pick of 89 in rookie drafts. I mean, that's great value. I mean, it was the same thing that we just mentioned about Brandon Jones, about Jacob Phillips. When you can get a player that has that opportunity at that low of price in a rookie draft, that's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I have Weaver uh, just – I mean, kind of in no man's land of my rankings, just because, again, I'm not sure where he fits in that Miami defense yet. Um, if you can tell me he's going to be an end, then I might move him up a bit. But playing linebacker, I, I look at the Patriots linebackers, and I don't own them because right. they, they're, they're a headache to own. I mean, And I think he will be an end yeah. for them. I, I think that's, like you said, you know, if you can guarantee he's going to be in, you'll move him up. Yeah. And I think that's where he's going to be. But having the versatility to be able to stand up as an outside guy, that's that's a little uh, more added value because you can move him around. It's a chess piece for him. So. Right. Yeah, it's more of an option if something happens right. to Van Noy. Um, right, right, you know. right. I think really, honestly, the, the way the Dolphins look to be set up, you're going to see Van Noy on the field. He is getting right. paid – buku bucks uh he's getting he got a four-year 51 million dollar deal so he is not sitting on the bench for anybody um he may get rotated out every once in a while but he's gonna be on the field then you figure you have uh jerome baker i think will be on the field so those two i think will stay on the field Uh, mcmillan may or may not have a starting role there um, they also brought in, I mean, they didn't pay him a whole lot, but Grugier Hill from Philly, they, they brought him in as well. Um, I don't see him starting, but, you know, being a role player. Um, so Van Noy and Baker, I would say, are the two guys that I can see. The rest of it's up for grabs. Well, I mean, I'm, Will Wilkins is going to play yep. D-tackle-ish. D, I mean, they have him listed as a D-end if they're playing a true 3-4. Uh, Godshow is the other tackle. They brought in yeah. Shaq Lawson. They brought in Ogba. They, right. they also drafted Jason Strobridge in the same round, who's a sleeper yeah, I could throw in there, too. If you're, if you're going to roll with Ogba and Shaq Lawson, and I get it, they're experienced, you know, they're already – they give you that starting quality. But at the same time, that gives you an option to bring Weaver in, maybe put him in some sub-packages or as a rotational piece, let him learn this year. And then because you're looking towards your future, that's what you're always doing is looking at your future. 
whether it's now or you're looking down the road at Miami, it. Miami, the way they spent, they spent that they're going to go somewhere this year. And I look at it's it's good football. They got a lot of good football players. Right. I don't think it's a very favorable fantasy outlook until we see this team on the field. Because you could have Weaver never leave the field on third downs. He could be your edge rush specialist. There you, you go. Know, you, you could have that situation happen. You know, they might yeah. take, they could take Van Noy off the field or Baker off the field on third down and, you know, have play dime. Right. You know, until we actually see what Flores has planned, because there's so many new pieces. The only holdovers from last year, Godshow, Wilkins, uh, Xavier mm-hmm. Howard's even coming back from injury, so he's not necessarily even really part of this team yet. Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe at safety, which is kind of a scary thing because they're both like corners, basically. Right. Right. Um, so, and and Baker. So you have like five pieces that were around for Flores last year. The rest McMillan. are all new. Well, McMillan, but yeah, I don't know that he's guaranteed. As, I mean, he's listed as a No, starter. he's not guaranteed. I'm just saying he was a big piece that they had last year that's still there. Yeah. A lot of free agents, a lot of draft picks on defense. I mean, you mentioned Brandon Jones earlier. He could very right. well win the starting job because I don't know that Eric Rowe is a strong safety. Yeah, and they have Clayton Fedulum. I mean, see, that's my point. You're going you're gonna to roll Gonzunzai. with Eric Rowe Gonzunzai. and Clayton Fedulum over Gonzunzai. Brandon Jones. For me, I'm not doing. <laughs> for me, I'm not doing that. If if I get into camp and Brandon Jones is showing me. Okay, this kid gets it. He's he can learn the playbook. He can do. He can handle it. My next question is: Okay, he's a rookie. He's going to have some bad games. He's going to have some slumps. Yeah. Is that worth rolling with, or should I stick with Row and Fetchel? To me, I'm rolling with the rookie. I'm going to go ahead and get those lumps out of the way. Do you know what your answer is? Uh, which quarterback is starting for this team? If it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, then you roll with the, the Vets. <laughs> if it's Tua, then yeah, I'm rolling with Jones. Because honestly, if it depends on what Flores' vision of the season, whatever Flores' vision of the season is, I mean that's what that's how I picture this Dolphins team. If if Fitzpatrick starts, then Flores is going to win now. If Tua starts, then he's okay with rebuilding another year and being you know eight and eight, you know six and. Hmm. What, six I mean, that's a good ten. take. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but that you know that's that really is. I mean, if. The way they spent and brought in players, it doesn't give me the the indication that they're willing to just kind of suck this year. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you kind of like it offense, because they've got Matt Breida, Jordan Howard now. Um, uh, well, their running backs were terrible last year. Yeah, so. So, but, I mean, they are bringing in some, some okay pieces. And then, you know, I like their receivers, Devontae Parker, uh, Preston Williams is going to be a jewel down there. I'm just telling you. As long as he comes back healthy, I think that's the only concern is if, if he's 100% coming into this year. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense getting back to our defense. I think bringing these veterans in, Miami gave up quite a few points last year. So, I think you you, you got to start there. you got to say, okay. Yeah, we, but don't you remember the glorious, what was it, week 15 when they beat the Patriots? Oh, Lord, you're just a freaking hater. <laughs> God. Everybody hates the Patriots, except not for New everybody. England fans. Not everybody. 
Unless you're a New England fan, you hate the Patriots. Like, let's be real. Hey, I love the Patriots. We knocked them out of the playoffs. I mean, hey. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I was enjoying that, that <laughs> Dolphin game very much. I, I love when they replay it, too. Because I text my one buddy all the time and say, hey, turn on NFL Network. <laughs> oh, that's just dirty. <laughs> uh, he does the same exact thing to me. Uh, he texts me that every time they show the Super Bowl with the Seahawks and Patriots. So. Yeah, but see, that was just bonehead play calling right there. Yeah, it was. I mean, you're on the freaking one-yard line. All right, we don't need to rehash that. No, we really need to. We really do. We need to dissect this thoroughly. You're up with uh, with a player here, a sleeper. Oh, shoot. And I'm going to go with Troy Dye, the Vikings. I like Troy Dye. Uh, I wrote, I did his write-up in the magazine. I, think, I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's kind of really sleeping on him because the Vikings are kind of set at linebacker with Anthony Barr and uh, – help me. My brain just went blank. Oh, Kendricks. Kendricks. Yeah. Yep, with those guys. So I think they're kind of set with that veteran group, which means he's just going to get to sit there for maybe a year, two years, kind of learn the way. Let me put it this way. Ben Gideon is not going to play the Troy Dye attack. No. Here's my my one uh, concern with Anthony Barr. He just signed last season a five-year, $67.5 million deal that the Vikings didn't even really want to give him. True. They didn't because they they almost let him go to the Jets and then they had a second uh, a second um, thought about it. Now, so if you had to, had to guess, where do you think Troy dies going? What pick in drafts? Uh, fifth round is where I'd guess. So you're in the sixties, basically. Yeah. What about you, AJ? That sounds about right. Uh, maybe a bit. Maybe let's go a bit later. Let's go. He is going in an average of. 75. So, yeah, I mean, he's – and some of these drafts that I've seen, he's not even being drafted at all. See, but if I got a taxi squad that I can keep him on there for three years, that's a a perfect – Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm taking him. I mean, I'm looking at one league right here that I was in, and he went pick 110. Now, that's a super deep league, but, I mean, there's some leagues on here that he's not even being drafted. And like you said, if I can – if I have a deep taxi – this is a definite job that I want. Perfect guy for taxi. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So here's an interesting uh, thing. Anthony Barr, I just told you how huge his contract is. They have a potential out in 2021. Right. Uh, it would be a $7.8 million dead cap hit in 2021. So this year, he's definitely on the roster. They have that out. Um but these cap hits, I mean, if they the, the dead cap hits, they do go down. But you know, this year if they were to cut him, it's twenty million dollars. So you know, Anthony Barr is a Viking for at least this year. Um, I don't know why they signed this huge deal. To be honest, I guess they did not have a replacement. But um, yeah, I bet they're regretting it. They they <laughs> are regretting it now because they have Troy Dye who could easily fit that role, and he he's a similar player. Because Dye can do a little bit of everything. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's got really good uh, speed. I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's does everything pretty well. 
Well, you know, he's raw. Yeah, he's not, a, like you said, he's not elite, but he does a lot of good things really good, so yeah. He's got good instincts in the pass rush game, is what I liked about him. Like he, he... Is there any chance that they... You mentioned Ben Gideon, he's not playing with Die there. Is there any chance that they move Anthony Barr Kendricks to the weak side? And maybe put die in the middle, or do they just go ahead and start die on the weak side? Or uh, I don't think Kendricks is moving off of the. I mean, Kendricks. I Ken, Kendricks is your play caller, right? So I don't think he's leaving the field. I mean, whether or not he plays, I think Barr plays weak side. I don't really have that depth chart in front of uh, me. Well, if this is correct, I'm looking at Roto World. They've got Barr as the strong side. Uh, I mean, die. Bars your pass rushing linebacker, right. so that's according to Roto World, they would have Kendricks in the middle, Gideon on the weak side, and Bar on the outside. If it's me, th- see this, I'm I'm with you on Gideon. Uh, they I also have Eric Wilson. But, yeah. I mean, either way, I think Die maybe not week one, but by the end of the season, he's going to be a starting linebacker. Whether or not he stays in the field on third down is questionable. I mean, who knows? I mean, you could, and this is just purely spitballing here. Uh, the Vikings decide to run a NASCAR package. They take out Shamar Stefan. Uh, you know, they have Michael Pierce play inside. They got Hunter. They got Stefan. They take out. They kick uh, Effetti Odenigbo inside where he played last season. They stick Barr on the line, and then they bring Troy Dye and Kendricks to play linebacker. I mean, it's possible. It all depends on how Zimmer wants to run that defense and if Dye knows the playbook, A. And that's one thing I've been preaching all of this offseason is how well do these guys know the playbook is going to determine how much playing time they get. There's not going to be a lot of practice time. There's not going to be a lot of team practice time, I don't think. I think as we get into August, you're right. going to see this this time shrink because nobody has uh, right. nobody has a handle on anything else. Right, and I'm just and I think getting up to speed with this lack of rookie camps and with all this COVID stuff that's killed everything how quick can these rookies get into these camps and training training camps and how quickly can they get acclimated how quickly can they learn to play book? but to me i mean how do you keep you know you're talking about gideon or somebody like how do you keep a, a player like die who's got basically 400 career tackles 13 sacks five interceptions i know numbers ain't everything but he can like you said he can He's a jack-of-all-trades type player. I think he can hold his own. He's going to have a few lumps, as I mentioned, all rookies do. For me, I'm getting a player like that on the field as quick as I can yeah. because he is your future. I mean, it's not like you're trying to replace a, a Bobby Wagner with him or you're trying to replace a, a Blake Martinez with him. You have a need there. Why not get the quality and the youth on the field? Because it's a young man's game. I mean, it really is. We, we say that, you know, we don't like to say that a lot, but because we like to keep Bobby Wagner's forever. We like to keep uh, Aaron Rodgers and whoever forever. But the point is, you know, there's not many of those players. So you're always looking to get younger and better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick. Oh, well, I guess my guy. Uh, I'm next. Sorry. 
Um, now this is a more of a dream world scenario. Now I watched this player. I wasn't terribly happy with him as a safety. Uh-oh. However, the way that I've heard, uh, and this is you know reporters and things talking about this player, is that they are they're they're planning on playing him more as a linebacker, which I think would be better for his skill set, more of an in the box near the line linebacker rather than safety and that's Antoine Brooks from the Steelers Mm. and like I said I wasn't a big fan of his safety play because I don't think he has the coverage skills I saw him get beat in a couple games that you know he I think with Pittsburgh they'll, they'll work him into that um, linebacker role. I don't think he's going to get a year one push necessarily, but I could see yeah. him very well taking over that Vince Williams role. And you know they did that last year with Mark Barron, who's another converted safety into a linebacker, um, and being that coverage guy. Interesting you say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Interesting you say that on. Uh... Pro Football Reference, they have him as a linebacker slash defensive back, 5'11", 210. Okay. So it's interesting if – not that my fan – what's that? I said especially if you can keep the safety designation, that would be very nice. Yeah, I oh, guess yes, on, huge. On, on places like Sleeper that you have the multiple positions, yeah, yeah on MFL it's going to be one or the other. So I think – See, his, his first two years in Maryland, he actually started out as a linebacker. He played 16 games in his first two seasons at linebacker for them. So he does have some experience there. Yeah, I think he had uh, Dakota Dixon back there with him, who's currently on the Bucks practice squad or something that like that. Sounds right, yes, I think so. Um, so they those two kind of played safety for Maryland two years ago. Uh, Brooks stayed in school and played an additional season, which I think, I don't want to say it hurt him, but I think there's a little more buzz about him after his junior year because his senior year wasn't too impressive. But I like Brooks. I think he's a big hitter. I think he can – he's a little bit short, you know, at 5'10", whatever, you know. I think that's why people see him as a linebacker, yeah. not necessarily – because a lot of safeties, and I'm not saying every safety has to be over six foot, but you, most of the time you want your safeties to be able to guard your, right. your, 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 you know, your tight ends, your – receivers and stuff. So. Right. I like it. I, I think there's a need there in Pittsburgh, you know. Yeah. And you, with the linebackers they have, you can kind of cover a player like him. You know, they've got well, Devin Bush. They have Devin Bush and then the two edge guys. They don't really have anything else. Yeah. I mean, Vince Williams, he's starting, I guess. But he's, he's getting yeah, older, and, got, and the, he's not. Is it Terrell Edmonds or Tremaine? I think well, he it. plays safety. That's what I'm saying, but they have some other pieces they can put around him to kind of help. Oh yeah, limit his, you know, his deficiencies that he has. Yeah. Right. All right, going back to AJ. What do we have? Okay. Well, we didn't speak about the Vikings enough. You want to go back? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Purple and gold, or purple and yellow, or whatever it is. Um, Kenny Willikies. Ah, yes. Kenny Willikies. Um, now, I think he was a seventh round draft pick. 
Yeah, and it's funny because if you looked, I guess, two years ago, he was possibly a first-round pick. Like, people had yeah, him yeah. that high in, in scouting, so. Right. And he is, he's got the right build. He's 6'4", 265. He is athletic as all get-out. His brother's actually a gymnast. I was looking last night, um, and I found a clip of him just doing all these gymnastics moves. So the guy has got, like, supreme balance and flexibility. and He's, he's really amazing in that sense. But, I mean, here's another depth chart that's wide open. I mean, obviously, Daniel Hunter... He's going to take Daniel Hunter's job? That's what you're saying? Well, Man, that's a hot take. Not quite, but I mean, <laughs> you've got Daniel Hunter. Oh, and that's just a hot take. <laughs> like, who else is there? Like, honestly, who else is there on that line? It's just like a mess of guys. Um, so, you know, it's, again, he's a he's a long shot, but he's in the mix. He's got a bit of a, ch- a, bit of a chance here. Yeah, let, let's let's run down his competition. Anthony Zettel, who's on his what fifth team at this point. Uh, Eddie Yarborough. Uh, let's see, uh, DJ Wonham, fellow yeah. draft pick, but he was a fourth round pick, so I, he's he's one. I have him and Willikies like right. right next to each other, right? Because one of the two of them, you know, is I think probably. Uh, draft capital sometimes matters. I mean, they, they obviously liked Wonham in the fourth, does, but... and they waited a whole three rounds before they took Willikies, so. It's funny how uh, it See, I think I take Willikies because of the his pass rush production. I mean, he if you're looking at – if you look at his numbers, and I, again, numbers aren't everything, but he got better each and every year for Michigan State. He, you know, he redshirted as a freshman, didn't play as his second year, sophomore, 13 – TFLs, five and a half sacks. The next year, 20 TFLs, eight sacks. And then last year, he had 15 and a half TFLs, but he continued to up his sacks as he had 10. So, 23 and a half sacks. I mean, he can get after the, the quarterback. So, right. Yeah, I just, I mean, when teams draft two guys in the same position, I, I normally lean to the guy with the higher draft capital. I, I don't know as much about DJ Wonham, but, um, but yeah, you like you said, the depth chart here is not scary at all. He should get mixed in there. Um, I, I did see a Crosby. report. Look at Max Crosby versus uh, Cleveland Farrell. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, an example that that, does, that doesn't yeah. always matter. Great example. Yes, great. I mean, there's so there's so little. I mean, and I think you could see that here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's such yeah. a little amount that's actually truly separating these guys. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, take away yeah. The top, the top twenty talents in the draft, and then you, you've got such a little that's really separating these guys from top to bottom. Um, and apparently, he's just like super, like he's a he's a fantastic, he's a workout guy, he's a real sort of studious guy. So look, if he puts the work in, he's he's got a shot. Absolutely. So here is what I think we're going to do here. We're, we're pretty deep into this conversation. We're going to carry this over to the Patreon. And if you are a patron, you should go to uh, IDP Nation Twitter page and find our pinned tweet and become a patron. That way you can hear the rest of this conversation. 
And also, additionally, uh, you can hear the drop that I play. I, I forgot to play it. Now, you'll get to hear it in a couple minutes here. I forgot to play it, and one of our patrons was like, Where, where's the, the Daryl clip? And I said, oh, man, I, you know. My iPad wasn't wasn't update was updating or something and it just didn't get played. So obviously we we, we have certain I mean, things. I, I see what I looking. have to put up with. Hey, the, you gotta give the people what they want, right? Uh, oh, so that's just dirty. You, before, you just use my words. That's wrong. The, before we go, uh, you guys are going to be on the Podathon about an hour and a half after us. So. Maybe, maybe I'll uh, power through and get some coffee and uh, stay up and listen. Uh, it'll only really be like an hour after, you know, half hour right. or so. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So I'll just learn what it's I'm like to be my through. wife. And... I'll be hit full stride. Well, I'm going to go to bed around like 9 o'clock and then I'll just wake up a little bit early because I'll just follow my wife's sleeping yeah, schedule. I think I'm going to sleep earlier basically... in that way, when the Aussie guys are on, as soon as they come on, I'm like, oi, 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 oi. Well, I was just expecting Daryl to be <laughs> drinking through until about 3.30, and it just being Dan on the potathon because Daryl's, like, yelling stuff like that and howling at the moon and whatever. I got you. Just jump on the back. I got you, bro. Uh, but anyway... Um, so where can they find your show? Where can they find you guys? So the easiest way to find us is at Aussie Guys NFL. You can find all of our links there. Um, obviously on iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and all those sort of platforms. But all the links are on our Twitter feed. So you'll be able to catch us there. Oh, and I should also should say YouTube because we've been using StreamYard for about a year now. Nice. As well as just putting the audio version out on all the normal podcasting platforms, we're we're also putting the video version up. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, And we don't get sort of a lot of people looking at YouTube uh, necessarily compared to the audio one, but I think that, you know, it's there. It's an option for people. If you want to sort of see what what we look like. (laughs) (laughs) experience yeah 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 i think now that now that my friday mornings have opened up maybe i can check that out because you guys normally do that well i guess it's like what again the time is killing me like it's what friday night for you guys is friday morning for us okay i think i got it okay (laughs) i just I normally see the tweets, but sometimes I'll see the tweets. It'll be like two hours after the show's already over because I don't always check the uh, the the Twitter out first thing in the morning. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and uh, we're gonna if, if you don't mind, we'll stick up with uh, stick with you guys for um, the Patreon episode. We can go over a couple more of these sleepers. And um, you can hear the clip, the world famous clip. And uh, there, there are a couple things we do need to mention before we get out of here. Uh, number one, thank you to myfantasyleague.com. Uh, they are not only are 
sponsor for our listener league, which is still drafting, by the way. So, you know, check those emails. I've had to replace <laughs> a lot of picks lately this week, especially uh, for Darrell. So it's a deep draft, so I get it. Yeah, it, it's a uh, 14 team, and we're in round, what, 44 right now? Something like that? Yeah, 40-something. I don't something, even remember what it is, yeah, but yeah. So we're getting the Sweet. bare bones. <laughs> I took Will Greer as a long shot. I mean, super flex. So I was. I'm just stashing quarterbacks at this point. But we still have our rookie draft to go too. So. We do still have the rookie draft to go. I can't wait. I'm dominating that. I'm dominating. Yeah. So also, um, basically, um, with that, we have that finishing up, uh, and then we also uh, have the IDP Lounge is coming up. Uh, which will be live on Friday nights. We made that announcement. Well, well, me and Nate made that announcement last week. Daryl was was missing. Which did you like the name of that episode? Did you see it? I saw it. <laughs> Where's Daryl? Was the name of the episode? Uh, That's was, something we'll ju- we'll just let that one lie in the background. Yes. We're, just, we're just not gonna we're not gonna touch that one. He was MIA last week, so uh, we we and basically. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. We'll just 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 keep it locked away. We will just keep it. Yes, you were not there. Me and Nate. I was not there. Ran an infomercial for about an hour and a half. It seemed like. Uh, <laughs> it seemed uh, like we had so many things to talk about that it seemed like it was just constantly talking about stuff coming up. Uh, but the IDP Lounge, Daryl and I, and uh, Dingus and Kyle. We're all going to be there. Um, guests, our first set of guests for next Friday night, we have uh, Mike Waller, we have Joey the Tooth, and Spaceman, who I forget his real name. I just know people by their Twitter handles, most of them. Dave Wright, is that right? I think yes, it's Dave, Dave Wright. Wright. Okay, yeah. there you go. The brains of the operation. Yes. So uh, we, we have those three on for the in, inaugural uh, episode, our very first. So we hope you join us on YouTube. We'll be spamming out the links, I'm sure, uh, all week, next week, uh, to get that up and going. And you know, if you're not following us, shame on you. I mean, really. I mean, where can you get this kind of entertainment? Really? You, can, you know, I know a lot of people like our buddies Madman and Shane. They ain't got nothing on me. They really don't. Well, we'll be telling you something about them next week. Anyway. Ooh. Teaser. Teaser, yes. That's what teaser. they call in the business a teaser. Um, by the way, uh, if you have not uh, checked your email, there are the the email invites for the, autism, the IDP guys. Autism Speaks Invitational uh, is... Uh, have just been sent out so i believe they're all uh shipped out and uh, maybe not i don't know he might have to send them one by one um nate's taking care of that business aspect of this um good job nate so and looks like we got some donations in already which is good awesome Uh, so good to hear and um, those of you that didn't get in, if you didn't get in, uh, we apologize. We're sorry, but there's only so many spots. But feel free to uh, join an Eliminator and get into an Eliminator. Um, it's, they're, they're fun, too. Um, I need to do some work on that tomorrow. That's going to be one of my jobs tomorrow to get, the, to get emails sent out to people and start 
finishing up filling those in because uh, we got to start drafting. It's July. We need to start drafting and getting yeah, those going. Uh, so anyway, join us on the Patreon if you're a patron. If you're not, go join. It's a new month. Come get all the goodness that's involved. Uh, check and out what our is Patreon it we're page. Three different packages. What is it, Dan? Uh, yeah, the details are escaping me. But it basically, the top tier package, you get all of the Patreon episodes, which is at least one a week, sometimes two. Uh, with the maybe the IDP lounge, if we have an after hours, maybe we can throw those on Patreon. I don't know, but we'll see. It's going to be late for me anyway. Um, Suck it up, Grandpa. Yeah, we we, we also um, uh, ask me anything, which we got to organize because we have some some patrons that did not get that yet. Uh, ask me anything. Does Dan suck? Yes, he does. Uh-huh. Is Ryan Tannehill the greatest quarterback in Titans history? See, this that ain't even fair. We're I would say no because I would say Air McNair is, but. Yes, he is, and I should drive to Pennsylvania and just freaking smack you right now. <laughs> well, I gave. Did I? It was a. It was a way to work Ryan Tannehill in because we always have. To yeah. Do that. You know why? Because you're a dirty rotten. You know. And then also the uh, roster breakdown. So you can join us here on. Uh, we we record using Streamyard. You can jump on the Streamyard with us and talk about your roster and break it down. Um, you can send us your roster and we can email you our thoughts, whatever is convenient for the listener and patron. So, right. uh, we have a couple of patrons. We appreciate you. And we're going to go over there now. So, Daryl, anything Wait. else for the people on this one before we get going? No, just uh, be sure to join the Eliminators and keep following us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, Spread the good word that we are the best, and uh, hey, somebody's got to say it. Might as well be me, you know. The best in the business. That's, that's right. You can follow all these other guys, but they're not going to give you what you want. Uh, let's see. Do I have the outro music? Probably not. You've probably lost it. You know, you've dropped the ball here lately with the sound effects and the music. Yeah, I don't know. You're not going to hire AJ. I'm going to replace you with AJ. I have the intro. I don't have the outro. Yeah, I don't know where it went. It disappeared. I swear it was in my downloads, but it disappeared. Actually, no, here it is. It's right here. You probably we can't believe. hear it. You can't hear it anyway, so it doesn't matter. So what good does it do us if we can't hear it? The people can hear it. You're well, maybe to, I want to hear it. You're supposed to care about the people, Daryl. Good I do night now. Go Hawks. Hot enough.